Conquest of Bliss, a podcast about finding light in the darkness. This episode was produced by Cappy Productions. Today's episode is brought to you by the musical stylings of After Dark. They have fantastic music. It always reminds me of pop music from the 90s in the best way. It's so comforting and wonderful. And I happen to know the artists. And they have been very supportive and are sponsoring today's show. And I couldn't appreciate them more. So go to Spotify, look up After Dark. It'll be the one that has the song Colors and Breakaway. And oh my goodness, they're just so fantastic. I'm so excited for you to hear them. So big thank you to After Dark, and here we go. Hello, and welcome back to The Conquest of Bliss. I am your host, Kara Fernstrom, and I am here with the incredible Juan Lee. He's a transformational speaker and author of Love Made Simple. How are you today, Juan? I'm doing fine, and yourself? I'm pretty fantastic. I'm so excited for our conversation. I love the topic of love, and I love simplifying it. So <laughs> can you touch a little bit, before we get started into the juice of everything, how how did you kind of fall into this? What led you here? Well, I mean, it's a long story, I mean, to be honest with you, but the, <laughs> but the gist of it is is that I found out that, I, you know, I've been in religion all my life. I've grown up in church all my life, and I just had... I struggled with the fact that it was so difficult um, to understand. And it was confusing, to be honest with you. It was confusing Mm -hmm. to get to the real meat of what I saw as the benefits from religion or from church, you know. Mm -hmm. And I went on a journey to basically try to figure out what it's all about. And, And to be honest with you, it happened purely by mistake, <laughs> to be honest with you, because um, I just was, I grew up and I was, I graduated from high school um, and I was confused. I, I have a, I had an undiagnosed learning disability oh, and I yeah. went into the military and the military showed me things about myself that I had no idea what I was looking for. And what I found out was, is that, you know, I didn't see the actions of love. Mm-hmm. I saw I saw the people talking about it in all kinds of ways, but I wasn't getting the de- the benefits or the seeing the benefits of love. And so I really when I got in the military, military began to show me some things about what love really is and how you apply um, love in your life through various attitudes and um, and systems, because um, it's it's something that we really have to understand about life. Is life is nothing but a system, and love became that tool, that system that I use for my life in every aspect of my life to be able to reach the goals and objectives and fill the you know, make me feel the things that I needed to understand about life. It was, it was, it was, it's, it's really, um, it made life simple, to be honest with you. When I say love made simple, it made life simple um, because everything was just, you know, hey, if we understand this system of love and it's the love for humanity, because now everything comes into place, everything becomes to be a little bit more simplistic because now not only do I understand love, but I know what it's for. How do I use it? What's the meaning of it? The purpose of it? 
That totally makes sense. And I, uh, I really love how you taught me, you mentioned that you had learned it in the military because I feel like that's really, um, really surprising. Not really something that the military's known for. Yeah. Um, I, I, um, did not realize, but what love is, is a system and the military is a system. They have a system that they operate in. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that was the re- that was how I could resemble um, how I could come to see the different or how life in the military was similar mm-hmm. um, because life is a system and the military instituted a system inside of it so that everybody with the right attitude to meet their same objectives, the same mission, we would all be in it together yeah. and we yeah. would all meet the same objective, but we had to have the right attitudes. And what I found out was love has a system of attitudes that demonstrates your outcome. Mm -hmm. And that's basically it in life. And the thing about it is what, what I've done is just use love to guide my way in this system, in this life, in life, you know, it's a system. And all we have to do is plug into it. All we have to do is plug into love in life and success is guaranteed because what it says is is that we're in this thing together we can't do it apart from one another so when you talk about your system of love and uh particularly you know this this human love this mankind love um they call it agape in uh in ancient greek (laughs) um when you talk about that can you just describe a little bit further what that looks like well, it looks like we are connected to one another. Um, but one of the things that I like to say about about love, love has three characteristics. The first characteristic is, is it, it's, it looks like a chameleon. It really adapts. It okay. blends in for the sake and the benefit of the whole. That means that if you're if you want success on the big scale, on the big scan, a big um the big sense, what you're going to do is you're going to blend in, you're going to adapt. And what you're going to do is you're going to, you're going to, you're going to sacrifice your individualness for the sake of the whole. And then the second characteristic is, is that it's a conduit. Love is a conduit. It's going to hook us up one to the other so that we can connect and so that we might be able to flow Everything that we have has no, I have no hidden agendas. It means that there is nothing that I have that I'm not willing to give. And it's nothing that you don't have that you're not willing to give. And collectively, we're going to be successful. And then thirdly, here's the one that really puts love over the top. And that love is a choice. That means that nobody can force you, but nobody can stop you. (laughs) And so there is guaranteed success when we choose to exercise these just three characteristics of God. I mean, of love. It's just three characteristics of love. And if we operate, if we just keep that picture, that means that we're going to have to put some attitudes in place so that we can maintain those those three characteristics. But ultimately, once we stay in that position, that that have those attitudes that that see humanity as our objective 
is to be able to preserve and protect humanity. And that's why we love. That's why we connect with one another. That's why we want to blend in and be a part of the bigger picture because humanity is bigger than any one unit, any one unit. I uh, absolutely love everything you just said. And it's really interesting to me because I've been writing this book about friendship. It's an ebook. It's not been announced. I guess now it has, but, um, and, uh, and part of what, what I'm doing is, is I'm really trying to drive home that idea that you were talking about where it's not about just individualism and it's about a symbiosis, right? Like if you go into relationships and love with the idea of what, how can I serve you? And knowing, knowing and trusting that, you know, not everyone's going to be the right match to be compatible in your life, but knowing and trusting that that will serve you as well, is that service serves you. Well, here's the thing. Your fulfillment comes in service, not in getting. It's in giving. And love gives. That's what love is. It gives. And when you see that it benefits someone else, it brings you gratification. It brings you Mm -hmm. fulfillment. That's what this thing is all about, is how can I serve you? But we've we've got to get past the, we got to stop being selfish. Okay. Mm -hmm. And love is no selfishness in love because it's about giving. And here's the thing is a process to this. We've got to be able to have something to give. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that I think a lot of us struggle in because we have a, we have a difficult time trying to identify that struggle, that, that not struggle, that gift, that who we are, what Mm -hmm. it is that we have. And so that love, love, love will help you find that. It will de- it will lead you to who you are and developing yourself and what it is that you have to give. But you've got again put these attitudes. There are seven attitudes that I like to share. That basically are the attitudes of love. They're in my book, but these are just uh, seven of them. And the fact is, is that one of them is humility. You got to realize that you need help. You've got to accept the fact that you can't do this thing by yourself. There is nothing. That is that is sustained by itself. There's nothing. 100%. There's nothing on this earth that is maintained is in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. I, we I need one another. Oh, sorry. We need one another. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. And it's I love that you said humility because that's such a huge piece of just success in general. Um, and it kind of leads into my next question. I want to hear more about the attitudes, but um, <laughs> it leads into my next question, which is about sort of um, you know talking about individuality versus the whole, or individualism versus the whole, and looking at humility and you know, the, the ability to ask for help and stuff like that. So I think a, a lot of people, um, including myself when I was younger, I'm, I'm not struggling so much now with it, but struggle with sort of trying to figure out the balance between like self-love and self-care and how do you take care of yourself? Because that's not inherently selfish, you know, because it helps you to be better, you know, hone your gifts that you can give and stuff like that. So how does that play into your system? Well, that's basically the main, that's the primary part that you have to get past. You have to get through that person because before you can really give this kind of love, you've got to have it to give. And that means that you've got to prepare yourself. You've got to, you know, you've got to know that you know that you know who you are. And so that's where you've got to, you've got to have self-love. You've got to be able to understand that developing, developing who you are is love. Mm-hmm. And you've got to be able to do that. This this system requires you 
to develop yourself. You've got to be willing to develop. You You can't allow someone else to dictate this because in this world in life, life will drag you through it. If you don't allow, if you don't develop yourself and begin to navigate it because it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. And so when you understand who you are, you begin to dictate how you navigate it, how you begin to um, see things because attitudes determine the way in which you view things Mm -hmm. and how you view things are the way that you will act on things. And the way that you act on things will determine your outcomes. Mm -hmm. That totally makes sense. And Um, that's what it's all about. Well, and so my next question, and this is, this is kind of selfish really, because I'm curious what you have to say about it more than anything. (laughs) Um, Okay, so you mentioned quickly that you um, you were religious growing up, uh, as was I, um, and as much as I am not currently religious, there's one thing from the Bible that sticks out to me all the time when I think about love, mm-hmm. and it's in, of course, that, um, I want to say Corinthians. Yeah, 1 Corinthians uh, 13. Yeah, yeah, um, but it's a particular part of it where it says, love keeps no record of wrongs, mm-hmm. and I feel like that is the most ignored piece of that entire little thing and something that I struggle with, which is why I think of it so often is because I find myself holding grudges, holding on to things. And so I think it's great to know that, you know, we let things go, but like, how does one balance the self-preservation piece, the piece where they're not letting them, letting people walk all over them and, and hurting them with not holding on to things and, and, you know, making someone a villain forever because they made one mistake. How does that play in? Here, here's the thing. What love does is it allows you to fear, um, to not to fear loss. See, love allows you not to fear loss because what you're basically talking about is the fear of loss. Somebody taking something from you, taking advantage of you, you've got to, love allows you to not to fear that. You can't fear loss. That that right there is the pinnacle of love is the ability not to fear loss. And it's, and it's nowhere. See, that's where I'm talking about. You're able to love beyond the circumstances because you don't know. And I'm going to tell you, love will allow you going to have to be courageous and people are going to think that you are out of your mind because (laughs) you are going to be willing to give of yourself at a level that they're not going to be able to understand because you're going to put yourself in positions that would appear to be compromising for yourself. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is, is that you don't have anything to lose because you've not had, you've given it all. Your your whole idea is to give it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And nobody can take something that you're giving. (laughs) Nobody can take it. That's why I said this is where this is where love never fails, because you you basically have the choice and the right and the will to be able to give it and nobody can stop you. That's a that's a really interesting point. It's <laughs> OK. Sorry, I just sidetracked just a little bit. That's reminding me of a conversation I had yesterday and I'm feeling like, oh, my gosh, this is the same thing I was talking about, but framed differently, because I was talking about how whenever someone 
this is going to sound weird, but you know how everyone, well, not everyone, lots of people have been like robbed in some sense or another. People will steal things from them, strangers usually. And I was talking to my mother-in-law about this yesterday. And because we were worried about, there's a one part of my place that's slightly insecure. Long story. But I remember saying to her, I said, honestly, like the way I see it is if someone is in a position that they are like okay with stealing from me, that says a lot about how much better I'm doing emotionally than they are. So, and and then I talked about how, you know, everything has weight anyways. And so like everything I, I, I hold on to is like stressful anyways. So I was like, you know, like if someone's going to steal from me, they probably need it a lot more than me, you know, and it's a similar thought. Well, and if you, if you just take it all the way, then if you know that they need it more than you, you don't fear the loss of them having it. Exactly. And see, and that's basically the whole gist is, is that they can't take anything that you're giving. And that's the thing about it is, is they don't understand that it's, the, it's, it's, look, the first characteristic of love is sacrifice. The number one is sacrifice. If there's no sacrifice, there's probably no love. Because here's the point. It has no respecter of re- getting anything in return. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. I, I'm giving with nothing, no expectations. And when I can when I can put myself in a space where no matter what the situation is, because again, giving gives brings me fulfillment. Okay, the only thing that you've basically taken from me by stealing is the ability that I don't understand or appreciate. I don't get the opportunity to to get the fulfillment out of what you got. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing you get from stealing from me because it's, if I'm giving it to you anyway, you can have it. All you got to do, if, if, if I can give it to you, it brings me fulfillment. But if you steal it, okay, you stole it. I don't have any attachment to it because I'm giving it anyway. <laughs> and and I think that that's, that's really beautiful. But I would ask, so I've been on my journey for a long time. I imagine that you've been on your journey for quite some time too, because you're very knowledgeable. Um, so thinking all the way back to the beginning, you know, thinking about being in a, a cultures, um, I know you're in a different culture than I am, but different, in cultures where, you know, capitalism is kind of, it, capitalism, in, it manages to infest everything that aren't even economics, right? We think of our friendships in a capitalist way and, and all of that stuff. So coming from that culture, how do you get started without fearing competition, fe- fearing being, you know, uh, ousted? Um, all of those things that we mentioned are, are risks. You know, people might think you're a weirdo. How do you get started in all of that? Well, well, see, this is the thing about it. Understanding the platforms in which we operate in. And yeah, you're right. We operate in a capitalist society. And in and of itself, you know, every cap- every society has their own method of operation. Mm-hmm. And whether it's capitalist, communism, socialism, whatever it might be, you have to be able to understand how it works again. This is called development. You've got to develop Mm -hmm. enough to understand the social society in which you're living in. And when you do that, but understand, and we just use capitalism as an example, capitalism thrives on division. Mm -hmm. It divides and keeps its power. Its ability to, to be able to stand and reign over because it's a system that really turns you up. 
Mm-hmm. That's all it does. It turns you up. It just pits, you know, just chews you up and spits you out. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't, you, there, you are no respecter. Capitalism is no respecter of person. Mm-hmm. But guess what it has, though, is the ability to divide. Mm-hmm. And while dividing, it makes love that much more difficult because the society in which you're in promotes that type of division. Mm-hmm. We in America right now are struggling with so many divisive um, attitudes. Yeah. And they are very much, I, it's a very difficult thing to understand, but I believe to know that love can connect us and can mm-hmm. bridge those gaps, can tear down those walls of division if we choose to. Mm-hmm. And each one of us has that ability and that choice to do that. I Yeah, I totally agree. And and yeah, I, I'm glad that you picked up what I was saying, because I definitely wasn't trying to talk about like necessarily economically, but the attitudes of it are pervasive. Like, I see so many, like, how many times have you heard, I'm going to win the breakup? What the heck is that? <laughs> like, like, ideally, nobody wins the breakup and you guys just go your separate ways, you know? Well, well see, and that's, that's what I'm saying. It, it's, it's acceptable to be divisive. Mm-hmm. And that's where it, you know, it's like, it's selfishness instead of unity. Mm-hmm. And we, we are always better together. We are, we, there's no, no relationship is, is, and that's even an oxymoron of it. No relationship is single. Mm-hmm. That means that it has to have more together. When you bring two to any group, any relationship has to be better or more than a single. Mm-hmm. Because the relationship now, if it's only just a just a regular relationship, any individual coming together with another is better than them being by themselves. Mm-hmm. And we have made that so difficult that we've said that we'd rather be by ourselves than to accept someone else's uniquenesses. <laughs> well, and their and- uniquenesses are to our benefit. Exactly. I was just going to say, like, I think you're speaking to the concept of interdependence, right? When two independent things come and make a whole that is better than both. But if they need to separate, they are still strong enough to stand on their own. Absolutely. But the the fact of the matter is, is that the reason that they came together was to be better. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, I love that. Okay, so so if someone wants to get on this journey and doesn't know much about it, you know, um, what what are some some easy first steps? you know, to self-exploration or... Well, well, here's the thing. It's the attitudes that you really begin to love, that you really have to begin to monitor and understand. Because what love basically does is gives you a a view on life. Mm -hmm. And it's it's that, and that's through the prism of your attitudes that gives you that ability to see life totally different. See, this opportunity opportunities are what we're striving thriving for in life is opportunities to engage one another we've got to see value in one another not only first see value in ourselves because that was critical you've got to see value and understand what it is that you have to offer because ultimately that's where your fulfillment is going to come from but 
in the beginning, you just got to begin to see that there's va- everywhere. You got to begin to look and see value. Mm-hmm. That's that's a very simple. Hey, everybody has value. Everybody. It doesn't matter. In this time of this pandemic, I was hoping that we would appreciate the fact that we would see each person as valuable. I am. Um, I like to think that that is starting to happen. And I mean, maybe I'm just a an optimist gal, optimistic gal. Um, but I am. And, and it, it's very possible that I'm biased because I manage to keep circles that tend to be very positive and happy and, and healthy. Um, but yeah, like, I feel like since the pandemic, I have seen so many people recognizing their own value and then uh, like, like starting that process, right? Is I will not, you know, like, like a really good example is the um, way a lot of pe- young people are treating work and they're like, no, if you're going to be abusive to me, I'm going to leave. And they know that they can leave and get a better job so that they can be a better person for the relationships in their lives. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing a lot of this kind of stuff where people are recognizing that value goes far beyond the dollar. Value goes far beyond what we can produce. Um, and that's something I struggle with. Well, well, it's it's the fact that, you know, let me just share this with you. And I, I, I try to redefine success with love. And the subtitle of my book is called, It's the Guide to Inner Peace, Contentment, and Success. And what I'm basically trying to say is, is that once we identify what success really looks like, and I say that success starts with your peace of mind, that ability to have a clarity in your mind so that you can navigate life. Yes. Okay. Without that clarity, that understanding, we're subject to anything that's happening to us because we don't understand what we're doing here and why we're doing it. So we're just subject to whatever happens. But what I'm saying is, is that life is going to happen. It's going to come to you. But then if you have that ability to be have a clear mind, to be able to keep that state of peace in your mind, regardless as to what happens, what situation occurs, that's what you're trying to protect is that peace of mind. Because with that, you're going to have that contentment. That contentment, that ability to say that what I have is sufficient and it's necessary and 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 it's and it's needed. Mm-hmm. It's needed. And then what it's going to do is it's going to say to me that, hey, it's going to provide for me the needs that I have for this life experience. So I'm going to not only have peace, I'm going to have contentment with all my needs met. That's what I'm trying to maintain. That brings me success. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? Those components will be the things that will dictate or be demonstrated to others. And it will start from the fact that I have a state of mind that is at rest, at peace, clarity, that we can be able to navigate life and not have to be. We're going to be, in, you know, affected by, but not destroyed torn down just it just allows us that ability to keep that state of mind for ourselves that's what that's what success is for me you know i didn't get a chance to tell you but that's the state that i like to be in that's where that's what i protect i uh i really love that and and i would even i would even add further that because like for me like okay (laughs) 
I love everything that you said. And I agree that that is also my goal. Um, one of the things that's crucial for me to remember, because um, I was going to say superhuman, but I'm not. I'm very human. Um, but uh, one of the things is that like if I fall off the wagon for whatever reason and I end up you know, back like my old self, is I can always keep doing it. It's not, you know, like it's not a one and done. You do it perfectly or it's over. You can start when you're 60 and then keep retrying every year until you're 70. And all that's happened is that you're happier for at least part of the time. Hey, my book is broken up into stages of life. At the end of each chapter, I say it's about it's for teenagers. It's for young adults. It's for adults and it's for seniors. We're interdependent between, I mean, we're interdependent of each other. We need one another. But the fact of the matter, no matter what stage of life you're in, love meets you there. That that ability to choose love at that stage, when you do, I win. I don't care what stage you're in. And what I'm saying is, is because we're connected. And when we begin to pick this up at a young age, as a teenager, and understand that what we're building and what we're developing ourselves, these young teenagers, young adults, is so that we can have something to give instead of trying to navigate it in a way that I'm trying to get all I can get for me to be selfish with. No, the attitude is that you're building something to give something. And here's the point. You're going to invest it into humanity so that the next generation can be have what we have to be able to advance humanity. That's that's what we're here for is to mm-hmm. protect and to and to preserve humanity from one generation to the next. And that investment comes in when we develop ourselves and give ourselves back into humanity so that it's, it's like putting a seed in the ground and allowing it to, to grow into the next generation. Absolutely. Okay. I, I really love that. I'm going to ask you one more question before I can ask people where to find your stuff, because that's going to be fantastic. And I'm excited. Um, so when you talk about the, um, you know, being that piece, I think, I think what's really cool and worth mentioning is, is about how it automatically comes back to you. Whenever any effort you put into having good relationships, or being supportive and loving to other people, especially when the priority is not to gain something from it, because people can tell, it always comes back to you. Can you speak a little bit on how it's blessed your life to make it your focus to bless others? I'm going to tell you, here, here's a very interesting thing about that, because it the ability as to whether or not it comes back to me or not is not even my focus Mm-hmm. The focus is, again, what I was talking about is being able to keep my peace. OK, when when it does come back to me, it brings me fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't come back to me, because see, it's not again, like I have no expectations. I don't need I don't need anything to come back to me. But if it does, it brings me fulfillment because you can appreciate what I've given. Mm-hmm. Okay? But if it doesn't. I'm keeping my mind and focus is on keeping my peace, mm-hmm. maintaining my peace and you whether or not, because, see, I could I'm not going to feel any way whether or not you return or anything comes back to me from this experience. Because guess what? The mere fact that I'm sitting here talking with you right now. 
am tickled pink is to say the least. I am just so happy to be sharing my experiences with your audience in the hope that it might help someone. That's it. I will never probably know it or not, but the fact of the matter is, is that I'm giving what I have. And the fact is I'm hoping that it helps somebody. Well, and if and it does, that that's all that happened. It's good, but I'm maintaining myself so that I'm able to do it again and again and again. Honestly, that that is very much kind of ho- what I hoped that you would uh, what you would say. And I mean, it, of course, I'm not. This is not scripted. I'm sure anyone who ever listens can tell. Um, but uh, that uh, was kind of what I was hoping for is that you would touch on that piece of of fulfillment in giving. Is that is that the act of giving, like like an example is I really, I'm one of those people, and I know some people hate it, but I'm one of those people that love to pay for the McDonald's behind me. Just love doing that. Makes me feel good. Wow. And uh, and some people get annoyed, but I figure most people don't. So anyways, um, <clears throat> so I absolutely love to do that. And I never, you know, I've, I've actually never had someone pay for me. Not that I'm, like, I'm not upset about it, though, because I feel so good when I do that. Like, I feel like I'm on top of the world. And, and like, our, our, I don't know if it's our bodies or our souls, but they're, they're built for that. Here's the thing. Here's, and this is where it, it all ties together here. And it, you're using a very real thing. If you didn't have it to give it, you couldn't have done it. And see, the fact is, is that people think that getting is more beneficial than giving, than giving. But to get means that you don't have, if it is that you need it. Yeah. But if you do need it, I have it and I have it to give. That means that I have more than I need. Mm-hmm. I have an abundance if I can give it. And that means basically what I'm trying to share with you is, is that, oh man, I have abundance of love to give. I just want to give it. I just want to give it. And, and what it looks like, I want to give you hope. I want to give you encouragement. And I want to support you. That's what I'm giving. Those are that's everything I'm giving adds up to those three things. Hope, encouragement, and support. That's what I want you to have. And I got plenty of it. It's in love. I'm giving it to you. You can't take it. I'm giving it. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, okay. I loved I loved everything about this. Um, so I forgot to ask you: Are you okay with playing a game after you let everyone know where you can find they can find you? Sure, it would fine. just be you guessing fine. slang. That's okay. great. All right. So can you let everybody know where they can find this book because it's obviously very useful, and where they can find you if they want to follow you? You know, you know. Let them let I them know you. where to find you. I I, I want you to t- I want you can come to wanleetheauthor.com and you can pick up the ebook there, or you can go to Amazon and get the, the, the hard copy of the book and hand it in your, put it in your hand. What I would like to tell you though, is because of, you know, the, I haven't had an opportunity to um, share or support um, the people that have purchased my book. If you send me an email at info at Wanley the author, um, we can set up a Zoom and we can talk because I wanna appreciate and share with you However, I can give you love in a way that will benefit you in your journey. So if you send me an email, we'll set up a Zoom, a Zoom uh, a call, and we can just talk about your experience and how love can help you. 
But I'm also on all the other social medias, by the way. I'm on the I'm on Facebook at Juan Lee Author, Juan Lee Author, uh, Instagram at Juan Lee Author. I'm at uh, on Twitter at uh, Love Made Simple, and then LinkedIn. You can get me at Juan Lee also. But uh, I also have a, if you send me an email, I can give you a, a newsletter. I have my newsletter. I can send you also. So by all means, reach out, touch me, and I'm accessible. That's fantastic, and I am going to join your newsletter. Um, <laughs> I didn't know you had one. I am into it. Um, all right, so are you ready to guess some Gen Z slang? Yep. All right, all right. Um, what does bet mean? Um, bet means uh, you're right. Correct. Yeah. Turn of agreement, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, bop. Bop? Mm-hmm. Bop. Um... Got me. It means a really good song. So that song's a bop. Okay, gotcha. Um, and just just to be clear, this is from readersdigest.com. So this is according to them. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> what does it mean to say cap or no cap? Cap or no cap? Um, um I mean it's finished, I guess. Uh, it means lie. So if you say someone if you call cap. That means that someone's lying or you're saying someone's lying. Okay. Yeah, I know. Okay. Right. And if I just said like, I had the best interview, no cap, that would mean that I was serious. I um, got you. I got you. So I'm hoping that I'm no cap then. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, what does it mean to drag someone? To drag? Mm-hmm. Um, oh boy. That would probably be in the line of carrying them or basically taking advantage of them see these are the things i would guess too um apparently it's like to like to criticize someone or to uh like like i think it's like rake over the coals is kind of the origin yeah yeah see we in in my generation they used to call it carrium meaning basically uh it, it basically would give them the impression that you really you know you're trying to carry me you know trying to carry me uh doing all the work for them no no what was the definition of the word that you said there uh so to like rake someone over the coals or or criticize basically yeah you're trying to you're trying to you take over take advantage of me a little bit all right so i'm gonna do two more this one i find really weird and i i don't think i'll ever understand it um drip and it's not an onomatopoeia I am clueless. I am it's, clueless with the drip. It's style. So the example sentence is, her drip is iconic. And I'm not sure, her, I have no idea on the etymology of that. <laughs> Do they tell you, this is modern day stuff, right? Mm-hmm. This is, yeah, okay. I, I'm, 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 I'm glad you're sharing this with me because I, if I hear it, in the, I hear it, I will, I will know what I'm listening for and understand. So last but not least, what does it say to mean to say I'm dead? I'm not alive. <laughs> um, I'm dead. Uh, something has made you laugh super, super hard, cracked you up. So when you see them do the little uh, skull emojis, okay, that's laughter. Are you so, serious? Yes. So I'm dead, like dying of laughter. Like I, So LOL is way gone. Well, it's still used, but only by us 
us other generations. <laughs> wow. Now you got the dog on skull, the skull and bones mm-hmm. as laughter. Yep. That's wow. what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Bizarre, uh, right? I would be totally shocked. I'd be out of my wits with that one. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I now know a decent amount, but only because of these games. Um, <laughs> I appreciate you sharing that with me because I would I would really not want to be offended by skull and bones. Yeah, yeah, you're like, like what the hell? <laughs> this yeah. is a terrible reaction. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Juan. Is there anything else you want to add before I say goodbye to the audience? Actually, I do. I my um, I am the founder and and uh, direct uh, director operations of a new pro- nonprofit called Clear Journey. And it's basically the practical application of love in a way of being able to share attitudes and life skills for success for the age group of teenagers and young adults. And all of the things, the proceeds come from the books um, and anything else that I'll be, I'm in the process of developing a course also, we'll be going to the nonprofit to support the mission of developing young adults and teenagers. Um, with the right attitudes for success. I absolutely love that. I I love hearing about uh, anything that's going to make the world better because, man, are the things that are hard really loud right now. So yeah. Yeah. I, I'm so glad. So how can people find out more or support you in that? Well, all you can do it at the same place. I'm in the process of developing the, the, the uh, nonprofit's website, but you can always interest it at uh, any of the emails, you know, Info at WanLeeTheAuthor.com, um, and we can uh, get in touch to let you know what's going on. But it's all a 5013C uh, organization already been established. And so we just, everything that I'm doing is to support it. That's fantastic. And for um, non Americans, 5013C just means that it's an official nonprofit organization. Um, <laughs> like Tax deductible. Exactly. Yeah. Um, because we use all sorts of different terminology here, and then there's people right. in Bangladesh who listen, and right. so, <laughs> um, just and, know it is for a good purpose, a good good reason. I uh, I'm super grateful that you spent your time here, and I uh, look forward to connecting again if ever we have a need. And all you have to do is reach. I'm here. All right. Yeah, I'm going to sign up for your newsletter. I'll hear from you all the time. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> all right, and to my audience, I love you. Bye.